Barrett's sick and Kevin's out for a wedding. So we have a very nervous Roger recording oh, no. running the show right now. And There's an echo ro- in my ear. I don't know what's happening. Oh, no. See, and when you started talking, the speakers in the studio and like in here just started like b- blasting your voice. And I've never heard that happen before. I didn't know I've that. Was the thing that this I, didn't know there, before. I didn't know there were speakers in that room. I didn't know either. To my surprise, you guys are just talking. And I'm just like, Where, what's happening? Is this 3D so, audio? Hey, you're already doing better than Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Kevin running the show like smoke would start like you know coming out from the gym you know like five intros play at once <laughs> we just hear oh, like come happen from the, I behind like, the window i feel like he's turning into kevin in there we heard oh, no. laugh oh my god oh no what's oh, no. up everybody this is kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday we come at you with all the video game news that you need to know of course i am tim gettys and i'm joined by the new face of video games and the king of halloween blessing Oye jr happy spider-man 2 and mario wonder day Oh, and happy day to you, Bless. What a time to be a gamer, right? Oh, yeah. This might be, we were talking about this yesterday. What This might be like the single best day for video game launches of all time. Like mm. it's definitely in the running and it's debatable, but like, man, this is about to be a special weekend for all of us. Dude, like I've been, I, I talked about being antsy for the reviews, right? Like I saw the, the, the Mario Wonder reviews and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait for this game. I need to get my hands on this game. And last night, I was watching people get access to Mario Wonder, but earlier in the week, Greg was like, hey, like, I think I'll probably have a code for you. Like, I'll have a code coming Friday. And so yesterday, last night, I'm just, I'm sitting there watching other people get access to the game. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to wait till tomorrow till Greg gets me my code before I can play the game. Right. And I'm, that, that was hurting. What hurt even more is that like, you know, on Twitter, Last night, or yesterday, me and Greg tweeted about how like shirtless Spider-Man is in the uh, Spider-Man Two, and you know it's a cool thing. Everybody's re- being real dope about it. But there are like a few comments that are like, "Oh, how dare you spoil this?" Like, "Oh man, you couldn't wait for the game to be out for everybody." And I'm like, "Motherfucker, it's not a spoiler. Like, this is just an Easter egg, and this is a cool thing, and we want to talk about it and celebrate it." Um, but then <laughs> this morning, I saw a few tweets of people like saying specific things are in Mario Wonder, and I was like, "How dare you spoil this for me? Like, why are you spoiling these cool moments for me for Mario Wonder? Like, wait for." me to get the game god dang it yeah yeah i was telling you i'm not spoiling it for you but there's one moment in mario wonder that i just can't wait for you to see yeah like it is you're gonna know immediately like it is so so awesome. i have it installed right now on my switch i got it like right before games daily and mm-hmm. so it's installed on my switch as soon as the show ends oh my Ooh, it's god time. it's time, time to get it's wondrous time. it's time to get wonderful yeah blessed last night i uh was uh I, you know Swinging around Spidey just a little bit. I, I, I got home and I was like, I we, we recorded our spoiler cast yesterday for Spider-Man 2. That's going up next Friday um, as a kind of funny games cast. It was so much fun to record with Brian, uh, but it got me in the Spidey mood. So I got home, had to swing around a little bit. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I, I still have a lot more to do in Mario Wonder to 100% it. So I'm going to boot that thing up uh, and play a little. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. I haven't played Sonic. Superstars oh, yet. yeah. So I booted that up, played for like an hour and a half. What a fun time. It's a fun time. What a damn it's, fun it's time. It's so dumb because, like, that game is a fun game. Yeah. And, like, as Sonic fans and as plat- as 2D platformer fans especially, we can see the flaws. Like, oh, you, can yeah. see, you can see all the things that you want better, right? It's not Sonic Mania. Yeah. But it's still Sonic. And Sonic just scratches an itch. And I don't know how to explain it. I will say that my first hour and a half, I was like, oh, I feel like I might be a little higher than Blessed. Like, yeah. just, like uh, just from how you talked about it in your review to what I was experiencing, I was like, Seeing just the the um the vibe and background of like stage two and three, I'm like, oh, there's some creativity here good going game. on with the the foreground background stuff. Like you were talking about seeing the different characters, like at, when you're uh, that you're not playing as in the background. I'm like, this is so cool. Kind of kind of vibing with that stuff. Yep. But then here's the problem. 
Then after that, I was all right. Now time to get to Mario Wonder. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, oh, oh it really thing. shows you. That's the thing. Like <laughs> the that's difference. that where like the five out of five versus three out of five or yeah. four out of five versus uh, three out of five comes in. It's <laughs> wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> you boot up Mario Wonder, and uh, that's why Sonic I'm glad I got Sonic out well. the way first. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm excited to go back still. Um, but yeah, even like the the the, the grind to get 100 percent Mario Wonder. It's like God. It, I just am so excited. Everybody gets to oh, play yeah. that How and you, Spider-Man. I got so many questions for you with Super Super with um, Sonic Superstars. Yeah. Uh, once you get even further into it, but like the main thing I have for you so far is like, how do you feel about the bonus stages? Because that's one of my main gripes that I don't see many other people talking about. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you that there's way too many. You were saying that it really breaks up the flow of the levels because there's like it feels like three per level. Yeah. And least. it just kind of brings you to a halt. There's a lot of loading, at least on the Switch version, and it's not too bad, but it gets in the way and it's noticeable when you're. Uh, having to load so often because the the mini games mm -hmm. and yeah i've never been the biggest fan of sonic mini games like i i like the novelty of them and the nostalgia of how shitty yeah. that they were but like i don't ever want to run in a half pipe again just because i did it in sonic 2 now that yeah. we're doing it in this game but like that was nostalgic but not fun. that's my thing is as a kid it was cool because it's like oh i found a bonus level i yeah. found a bonus stage and that felt like you found a secret right whereas in this game it's like Every Gotta few feet, it's like, again. all right, cool. I'm doing the same turn, the blocks, swing and swing, yeah, or oh, the swing thing, right? Like, I think if the mini games were, if they had more variety, and if they were better, like if they had a bit more TLC in there, I think I'd be more into it. And if the loading was quicker, and maybe even if the um, the bonus stages were a bit more swift. Yeah. Like one thing that I like that they have in Sonic Superstars is that like sometimes a random portal will, will appear, and the portals will take you to like just a place where you collect a bunch of rings. It reminds you of Mario 3 when you get sent up into the clouds yep. and you just collect a bunch of coins. Super cool. Yeah, they, ha they have like that sort of thing. And I was like, this is a really cool um, addition to yeah. Sonic, right? And like, I want more of that kind of like weird different shit. Totally. Just pare down on like the fucking, I'm turning the stage and I'm a ball and I got to hit the R yeah. to reverse the thing. I, I'm done. I'm done yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't put it out this week. Of all yeah, weeks, that too. it's it's really not a good idea. Um, but yeah, the, the Mario of it all. Today we're gonna be Twitch streaming. Uh, Mike, uh, Nick, and Andy are gonna be playing uh, all day uh, after Games Daily, so that's gonna be very exciting because I can't wait for people to see what this game has in store for all of them. But real quick, outside of video games, mm -hmm. tangentially related in the smallest, dumbest way. Plus, I have a movie recommendation for you that oh. I, I am assuring you you were going to absolutely love. Okay. Watching it, I'm like, this is this is the most blessed thing I've seen in a long time. It's a movie called Polite Society. Okay. I saw a trailer for this maybe a year ago before some random indie movie I was watching. It's the story of, of two sisters uh, where one of them, the older one's an artist and the younger one wants to be a stunt double. Um, and the older sister ends up uh, getting married and the younger sister does not like the man that her sister's marrying. Mm -hmm. It's essentially a scott pilgrim inspired movie oh hell yeah where it is super overly stylistic there's just fight scenes that break out in the middle of nowhere like musical scenes like it is just absolutely wild and it is so you and i've it is the huh. most similar to a scott pilgrim movie that i've ever seen any other movie what's it called again it is called polite society and it's on amazon for free now so if you oh, yeah. pay for amazon it's polite free, society you get it. yeah this is so you dude and it is it was a good ass time i might get to it this weekend very very i think this very weekend fun. is going to be a mario wonder and then catching up with Gen V and Loki and other shows. And so I'm putting this on the list. Yeah, this is, it's, it's awesome. I recommend it to everybody out there. Great time. Uh, but enough about all of that. Let's get to today's stories, which include, should we get a Venom game? 
a fun new detail about EA's Iron Man, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday, we come at you with all the video game news that you need to know. We do that live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, if you wanted to be a part of the show, you can write in when we get things wrong at kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, you can use our epic creator code, kindoffunny, on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. And to be, uh, if you want to go above and beyond, though, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to get the show ad-free and a bevy of bonus content, and you get to be a Patreon producer like Jedi Master Deadpool and Delaney Twining. We appreciate you so very, very much. Um, a little housekeeping for you. We're throwing a meet and greet fundraiser for Extra Life next week. It's going to be at Square Pie Guys at Ghirardelli Square in San Francisco. You can come hang out with some kind of funny on Wednesday, October 25th. We'll be celebrating the launch of the kind of funny pizza, which is a buffalo chicken pie, raising money for the big, beautiful kids. You can get a ticket at kindoffunny.com slash SPG party, and people will see you next week. Uh, Halloween merch live right now including what Blessing is wearing. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, you can go to, to um, kindoffunny.com slash store. Look at that. Look oh. at little photo shoot we got going on with Leanne. Little, little Leanne's Easter egg in there. <laughs> You'll love to see it. Uh, over on Patreon, a new episode of The Shit List is going up later today where we react to IGN's top 10 Spider-Man games. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool and Delaney Twining. Uh, I already said that. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp and Immersion Fragrances, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Oh, oh my god. god. I was so fucking ready. Is that alcohol? What is that? It's cause for a celebration on a Friday. Is that yeah. champagne? It's your boy Snowbike Mike with a bottle of champagne for my soccer team captain. Oh Congratulations, my god, Cap. We scored our first goal in adult league soccer, and you know we gotta celebrate. Oh my so god. So Games Daily, I need you to get up, hold on the news for a minute, because we're here to celebrate Bless and everything he's done on the pitch. With the world's most beautiful game. Congratulations, Cap. You're the GOAT, bro. You're the GOAT. Hey, man. You're the cap. Listen, I couldn't do it without my team. You know, we're four games in. We finally scored our first goal. It feels great. Oh, it so was... Wait, did you win last night? No. No. no, no, just, no, no, no. Okay. Just, just one goal. Just one goal. I think we lost, what, 6-1? 7-1? Somewhere around that. But... Yeah, yeah we're, we're at a solid 40-1 to one goal deficit right now. So... <laughs> We're having a great time. And, and my it's favorite part is when we got that goal, we literally like almost started crying. Yeah, like, yeah. We, like, the, like we celebrated like, more than any team has celebrated scoring a goal. <laughs> like oh, the team actually clapped for us. Yeah, they clapped. Yeah. Yeah. No, the other yeah. the other team, I, I was I was checking out their sideline. Their sideline was rooting for us the whole time. Like whenever one of our whenever our goalkeeper would, would uh, uh, save a goal, right? They'd be like, oh, let's go keep, let's go. Like the opposite team rooting for us. Yeah, we finally did it. And champagne. You both deserve it. Enjoy. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Mimosa Fridays, baby. Bless. Pour that up We're as I continue to get into this. Uh, for now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. Uh, bangers, those in. Congratulations, Bless. Thank you. I wasn't expecting all that. Story number one, Spider-Man 2 devs are not against a Venom spinoff if fans want it. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Spider-Man 2 developer Insomniac Games isn't against making a Venom spinoff if fans want it. 
Speaking to Insider, Senior Narrative Director John Paquette said the team isn't ready to think about the next game just yet, but we'll wait and see how fans react to the sequel first. Uh, quote, so here's what we're doing. We're focused on Spider-Man 2, and what we're going to do is we're going to wait to see how the fans react, uh, Paquette said when asked about a potential spinoff starring Venom, who stars in Spider-Man 2's big, as Spider-Man 2's big bad. We're going to listen to the fans, and we're going to ask ourselves, okay, what do the fans really want? We'll kind of talk about stuff after we've all had time to sleep and take vacations. One real quick aside I want to make is, mm. like, I know we talk about Eminem these days as, like, falling off overall. And yeah. Like, back in the day, it was classic and all that stuff. But, like, you got to give it to the man that, like, even in his older age and even, like, outside of the music, potentially, the quality of it, mm -hmm. there's still things about him that have transcended culture. One of them being the too many napkins. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. And one of them being... That wasn't even him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Another man. But one of them being just Venom. Venom. Like, I can't see the word Venom without hearing it in my mind. And listen, one day we're going to accept that that was a good song. Are we? One day we're going to accept talk. it. I feel like the chorus is the thing that makes it, like, horrible. Like, cause the, oh, the yeah. verses are pretty good. The verses overall. are great. Like, I, and I, I think the hook is kind of catchy. Um, <laughs> and also like the concept of it, of him being the symbiote mm -hmm. to us when we were young and listening to Eminem say all these bad, like, that's such a good concept. Yeah. And this like, going it, he's there. in tune with the character. Um, my question for you, mm -hmm. divorced from like, you know, where the Spider-Man 2 game goes and all this stuff. Right. Cause like, I, 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 we can't dive into that cause the game's just coming out and most people probably yeah. don't know where this game goes. Would you want a Venom game from Insomniac? No. And, and here's the thing. I, do, I would not want it. Do I think they would knock it out of the park? Absolutely. Because Insomniac <laughs> have proven. That's what they do. Uh, but I mean, I've been a pretty outspoken uh, Venom hater over the last mm. like decade here at Kind of Funny. Um, just because I think it's a thing it's very hard to get right. And um, when you have too much fun with it, it's Tom Hardy's Venom. And when you make it too grim dark. We've kind of seen it, and I feel like people really struggle to get that balance right of uh, not making just feel edgy for edgy's sake. And I feel like the concept of Venom and what makes Venom like work uh, only worked when we were little kids, and like it was cool. You yeah. know what I mean? And now it's still cool. It's just been I feel like that the it's so tropey at this point that to get it right would require such like devotion and skill to a real story and there's been stories that are that are good i feel like ultimate spider-man comics are a good example of it but uh i i feel like a whole video game around it while i would trust insomniac to do that i feel like i have a laundry list of other superhero games i'd rather them do first mm. see my take on this is i think we're talking about the venom that we have in spider-man 2 i wouldn't want a game that is like play, playing as this venom i think that would be a bit in, like it'd be weird to try and pull off just from a narrative perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Like what story are you going to tell? How are you going to pull that, pull that off? How are you going to do that stuff? Reading this new story makes me wonder about what if we saw insomniac tackle, what if type scenario where in the way that we got miles Morales as this, you know, spinoff, but like its own, like, I guess as its own entry into the Spider-Man franchise, but it was smaller, it was a bit quicker and it was its own standalone thing. I think it could be cool to get an insomniac. What if series of, Hey, like we don't want to make a, 30 hour platinum venom game but what if we make a venom game that is a 10 level linear like let's say six to six to eight hours to complete right like or 68 hours to finish this, the main stuff and then let's say 10 hours to complete what if we made a, a venom game that was succinct that is a different universe right it doesn't have to be the the marvel spider-man universe venom it's its own venom thing and that way we get to play around with how does venom feel to control how do we make a character that is maybe a bit more heavier, maybe a bit more brutal and like 
you know, tackle like the other things that we can do as Insomniac, as opposed to like, you know, being having to stick to what Spider-Man feels like. So you're actually selling me on this. Mm -hmm. I, I do feel like there's one core thing though that I wouldn't want to see, which is the what if scenario. I want yeah. it to be core. I love what you're talking about though of a smaller game, even potentially smaller than Miles Morales, but not a DLC, like an actual standalone video game. Cause I feel like you put out a Marvel, uh, in, in like Marvel's, is, which is the branding. Yeah. Which is a little confusing, but you get what I'm saying. Marvel's Venom as a video game, that thing's going to sell. Oh, yeah. You know? And Insomniac has the talent to back that up and and put out something special. So, yeah, I think that could be cool. But I think the strength of what now three games into this Insomniac universe is the commitment to the universe and building it out as its own fleshed out thing that doesn't need to rely on multiverse shenanigans or uh, alternate realities or, or what if scenarios because there is such a rich history that they've already kind of built out over these games but then there's also a lot of big question marks of like well we know these iconic characters from spider-man's history and past and they haven't been mentioned yet so where are they what's mm -hmm. good but like i like that that's open that like at any moment they can bring them up i'm not even gonna say anybody because i don't want to spoil any but who is and isn't in spider-man 2 but um i feel like they they clearly know what they're doing they're clearly building out a universe i think the right way yeah. So I, I trust them to build out if they were to do a Venom game, have it be in this um, story. I still Venom. Venom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this uh, might feed into like the next new story a bit, right? Because story number two is about how um, there's a whole games cost versus games length debate when you're talking about Insomniac Spider-Man and all this stuff. I would love to see, yeah, more shorter games, more Miles Morales length games from Insomniac. And like the reality of video games, that video games are hard to make, video games take forever to make. Insomniac already like their output currently is already out of this world like when I, I don't understand how they do it i would love a i guess a separate timeline a what if timeline of if insomniac was able to make even more teams and they are just hey we're gonna make these really cool small bite-sized marvel marvel tales of characters that wouldn't typically get their own you know full release but because we have a universe here that we can work with and we have a roster of characters that we can have fun with right like let's make a eight hour venom game let's make a a seven hour spider-verse game if you want to let's make a 10 hour like i don't know cyclops game if you want to i mean i dude you are speaking to my heart and soul here like that would be so fantastic i just don't think we're at a point uh where the industry's ready to do things like that from a marketing perspective because i feel like you know we look at uh we've talked about this a lot but the difference between dlc and like full game releases and uh ghosts of tsushima right with legends coming out and like how that was marketed and you need the excitement of this is a real mainstream release or else a lot of the audience mm -hmm. will be like oh it's not important it's not main it's not core so it's not spider-man 2. but my thing is what determines that like is it just purely length because you look at a oh, I don't think it's length. I think it's mar I think that's the thing is it's marketing. I just don't think that we've seen uh, a, besides Miles Morales, uh -huh. uh, which is I think even bigger than what you're talking about here. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've See, seen many examples of like success stories where people count it as like oh, it, this feels as as important as the main stuff. Okay, yeah, I think it's a fascinating conversation because yeah, I would what I would pitch would be something that is closer to Miles Morales. But now I am like in my head, I'm like, okay, how long is Miles Morales to beat, right? So I'm going to look up the, the HLTB on it because I'm curious. Yeah, like right now, the, the main story it says is seven and a half hours and then like completion all right, all is right. like 18 yeah. hours. Maybe I'm overselling Miles it's, it's, a, it's a, qu a quick story, a quick game to, to complete. I think, you know, you look at Spider-Man 2 and already people are having the discussions of, 
odds of 25 hour platinum, odds of 30 hour platinum. That doesn't seem. Let's get that. into that. Let's get into Let's it. Let's get, get into, into that. Story, story, number story number two. Spider Man 2 dev addresses game cost versus length debate. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Spider Man 2's creative director has addressed the video game cost versus length debate that sparked ahead of launch. Fans looking forward to Insomniac Games' latest erupted in conversation when someone playing ahead of its October 20th release date leaked that the, achieving the Platinum Trophy, essentially 100% completion, took around 25 to 30 hours, um, which is in line with all of us here. Kind yeah. of funny. Some fans noted this was similar to the original game and therefore fine, while others grew upset after deeming Spider-Man 2 too short given its full price cost. Five IGN team members revealed their completion time in uh, their How Long to Beat Spider-Man 2 article. The fastest player finished the story in 18 hours. Slowest player spent 25 before credits rolled. Quote, for us, it really comes down to the experience we want to deliver with the quality we want to hit. Insomniac's Brian Intahar told the BBC. Obviously, there's a certain level of, hey, someone's going to spend this much money on a game, so we want to give them the experience that's worth it. Spider-Man 2 is a full-priced PS5 game, meaning it costs $70. That's the same price as Elden Ring, uh, which has a platinum time of 80 to 100, Baldur's Gate 3, upwards of 100, and Diablo 4, 150 to 200. Uh, it also has My Name is Mayo. Uh, it's also the same price as plenty of critically acclaimed games that can be 100% completed in similar or less amounts of times, though. And Intahar said it's less about completion time and more about equality for Insomniac. Our job is to make sure that you feel no matter how long it is, it's worth that money. It's worth that investment. Insomniac will be looking to add more value to Spider-Man 2 post-launch. Uh, it's releasing a new game plus mode by the end of 2023 alongside some other new features, though no full-on DLC has yet been confirmed. See, so... This is the interesting thing about it to me is the fact that Spider-Man 2, by the end of let's say by 12 months from now, right? Mm -hmm. I think it might be considered the one of the highest well, it will be considered one of the highest selling games that released in 2023, if not maybe the highest selling game that released in 2023 by the time we get a bit further out. Um it's a game that people are having this conversation about about length, right? But like the the important thing here is that people are buying it and also that people are enjoying it. I think divorced from that like do the conversations really mean anything if again people are having a good time if it is living up to the quality thing of hey the important thing for uh, for us as insomniac is that for those 25 to 30 hours that you're taking to complete it you're having an insomniac level of quality like that is the level of expectation we want to deliver to you i think that's the important thing i think you look at that you look at that conversation and you look at how video games have just increased in play length as a whole you know i've opened up like four different tabs with different how long to beats and again like marvel spider-man miles morales seven and a half hours to finish the main story uncharted lost legacy another one that we put in this conversation right seven hours to complete but then we jump forward to or we jump backwards actually to uncharted drake's fortune the first uncharted marketed as a triple a thing right wasn't like a spinoff wasn't a expand alone wasn't any of this that game was eight hours yeah so like around the same time um or the same length as an uncharted lost legacy you look at assassin's creed Go to uncharted 4 Uncharted 4 is 15 hours. Yeah. So about double the length of what Uncharted used to be, right? And the original Uncharted. Last of Us 1 is, I would say, a, a 13, 15 hour yeah, game. Last somewhere of around Us 2, there. closer to 30. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So games have only gotten longer as we go to the point where we look at something like Assassin's Creed uh, Mirage. And I should look this up, actually. How long to be for Assassin's Creed Mirage? Because Assassin's Creed 1, as an open world game that released in 2000, what, 2008? That was around 15 hours. For the main story, according to how long and that was be. wild, because that was the follow up to Prince of Persia that they those averaged six hours or something. And I look up Assassin's Creed Mirage, Assassin's Creed Mirage, 14 and a half. So around the same length of the first Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed Mirage is looked at as like, oh, this is a pared down experience. This is smaller. Uh, this should cost less. 
but it's as AAA and it's as like you're getting the same amount of length as you got out of the original Assassin's Creed, right? Like I think for me, the thing that I would be interested to see would be if, hey, yeah, like what if we just went back to how long games were, at least what the expectation were for a full price, full length thing, right? What if we could explore that 10 hour range? Because that is a long time to play a game. That is like a pretty good amount of time, especially if you're getting like a banger experience out of those 10 hours. Like if we, if Last was two, for example, was a 10 to 15 hour game. Let's say it was a 15 hour game like Last was one. Would we be closer to the next Naughty Dog game by now, right? Like how much yeah. does that extra 10 hours of content add in to Last of Us 2. Granted, like, you know, I liked most of that content, right? Like, this isn't me saying, hey, change Last of Us 2 wasn't worth it, yada, yada, yada. Like, I did think that game was a little bit too long, but, you know, I think that, I think it's worth playing around with what the different lengths of games could be. So as more, as um, Insomniac, if you're able to go, yeah, what if we made a seven hour, 10 hour Venom game? What if we made a 10 hour Cyclops game? Like, I don't think that means it's not a full game. I think in 2023, maybe, full price gets into a weird thing, but I also think that's something that's worth playing around with. If that game ends up being $50 instead of $70, I think that's a thing that's worth looking into. I think that's a thing that could be exciting. I know the marketing aspect gets weird because it is, people want the full thing, people want something that feels like it's the most premium experience possible. Um, but I don't know how sustainable that is just from the level of, absolutely. you know, not everybody's able to keep up with that pace unless you're insomniac for, well, for some I mean, reason. I, I think the biggest problem too then is it becomes the audience, right? It becomes mm -hmm. the uh, people that get upset that no matter how premium and high quality and like, like let's jump past AAA. What if it was a 10 times a uh, thing that is a five hour experience? Like mm -hmm. people, no matter what, people are going to lose their shit because that's not, the same as everything else there's expectations of oh i am going to pay 70 dollars. i'm going to get this much uh gameplay out of this so that puts pressure on devs to to fit that or else there's going to be that backlash which is absolutely ridiculous because you need to look at game to game there are some games that make sense more is better that is the point of those games and i think you look at the assassin's creed um modern games modern yeah. trilogy whatever you want to call it origins odyssey valhalla that's their thing their thing is more, 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 more. Yeah. Like, like the amount of people that beat Valhalla way lower than the amount of people that would beat like a classic Assassin's Creed. Exactly, and I'm pretty sure they don't care because the that's what the audience expects and that audience wants that from those games. Whereas some of the more PlayStation Studio style narrative adventure games, like those I feel like it is about how prestige it all is and how like over the top the production values can be and what is the right level of... Um, of hours there i don't know it's the right amount yeah. to tell the story like they, exactly when we're talking about like insomniac like they're one of the the few development teams out there that ha are partnered with the right publisher that have the right teams and the the resources and budget and um access to licenses like spider-man and the ability to do it justice like there just aren't many people out there that have the ability to just go with that stuff so to me, I'm always going to fall back on what's the vision? And like, do I actually believe that the vision that they, the developers have is being supported by the publishers and by the money backing it all? And uh, that's where I think the problems kind of come in, in, in to play of like, will this shit ever change? Will we ever actually see a focus on smaller games at even a full price? Yeah. Is that tenable? I don't know. I'm a huge supporter of it. I think that this is an even wild conversation for people to be having about Spider-Man 2 not being long enough. Yeah, like, see, and that's absolutely the thing. Absolutely like, wild. Because <laughs> that, that, Spider-Man 2 is a game that once you finish it, once you complete it, you're like, all right, yeah, that was a full game, mm -hmm. right? Like, and like, I don't know what the, I guess not the mental gymnastics, I guess, I guess the psychological thing of it is. Because for me, I think, I wonder if they had New Game Plus at launch 
and maybe even a trophy associated with hey play new game plus to get like you know an extra trophy or whatever i wonder if the conversation ends up changing of like oh well that extends it to 60 hours <laughs> i don't think it does i i do think there's a lot happening right now with spider-man in particular and i've said this on a couple different shows so i'm sorry i'm repeating myself but mm -hmm. i think it's really important spider-man 2 doesn't have load times spider-man 2 gives you the web the web wings that move so much faster than you could have ever moved in spider-man 1 things are just faster yeah. and snappier. So I don't think there's less content than Spider-Man 1, just because it You're might take it longer. You're just getting through it quicker it's yeah. just a better it's also experience. the fact that we played two of these things before right that so too. you know already what know what you're doing you already know how to get good at this game right like of course this game is going to be a bit quicker than the previous ones if that right like I f there's more content in this game than previous Dude, totally. that's what i'm saying i feel like there is more content there's definitely better content when you're talking about the quality of the side stuff it is easily the best side stuff in any of the spider-man games and the side stuff is what makes up the bulk of the playtime of spider-man one mm -hmm. and even when you look at the how, how long to beat uh numbers i've seen a lot of people being like oh spider-man one was like double the length it was like 40 hours it's like no no no. that was with all the dlc and like all the added stuff too uh when you look at the complete completion level um on yeah how long to beat.com but anyways spider-man 2 is a complete ass game in i think any way whether it's complete in terms of narrative where you look at something like metal gear solid 5 and that wasn't the case yeah but it's also complete in terms of side stuff and the open world nature and the collectathon uh nature of it all that i feel they nailed in this one like so much more than the other games where it's like how are we gonna, why would we complain that it's not long enough it's yeah. so long enough yeah i mean i to the whole point about vision i would just be curious to see like when we talk about the pre prestige of it can we get the same prestige out of a 10 to 15 hour experience if you're playstation right like in you know is that a is that something that like you are if you're playstation in 2023 if you're a playstation studio if you're like m making a game for them you know are you able to tell those stories in 10 to 15 hours? Not that every story needs to be told in that, right? Like I'm down for a 20 hour game. I'm down for a 30 hour game. I'm down for a hundred hour game in the case of a Baldur's Gate 3, right? Or an Elden Ring mm -hmm. or a Persona 5. Um, but I would love to see more of the range. I would love to see more developers just explore that 10 to 15 hour range or even the seven, seven and a half hour range in terms of Uncharted Lost Legacy. Because I think... I think there's something there that not enough people are trying. Oh, dude. Amen, man. And look, I love Miles Morales. I love Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yeah. I, I've said this in our Uncharted Lost Legacy review, and I stand by it. I would take one of those a year. Like, that, to me, that would be the dream. I know mm -hmm. that's untenable from the devs. I also know that, like, at some point, that would create burnout. But I also feel like, uh, for the audience on, on the franchise, but I feel like there's a... Uh, challenge there to like tell cool stories and have fun gameplay stuff that it's yeah. bespoke to that experience and taking it back to what we're originally talking about it could be venom it could be a different type of character that isn't that is similar to but not exactly the same as the experience that we've had now a couple times but we have wolverine right around the corner what's that game gonna look like oh yeah <laughs> you know we're eating we are eating um and to help us keep eating you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny uh and you can support us on on patreon which will give us money for us to buy food so we can eat more um but for everyone else that doesn't do that here's a word from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by better help do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way i can't even count the amount of nights i lose sleep just because i can't stop thinking and my brain just won't stop talking it turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk through them Therapy gives you a great place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. And it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set 
boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You can make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kindoffunny. Betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny. This episode is brought to you by Immersion Fragrances, where gaming meets the world of scented candles. Immersion Fragrances is your destination for gaming-inspired scented candles, each one meticulously crafted to transport you into the worlds of your favorite video games and tabletop adventures. And most importantly, this company is ran by a kind of funny best friend. For a short while, customers can enjoy a 10% discount site-wide. Yes, 10% off every gaming-inspired scented candle they offer. And that's not all. They're sweetening the deal with free shipping on every order. But here's the real kicker. For every three candles purchased, Immersion Fragrances is throwing in a free mystery candle. Imagine the excitement of unwrapping a mystery candle with a unique scent, just like opening a loot box in your favorite game. Each candle is a work of art inspired by the immersive worlds of gaming and tabletop adventures. Don't miss out on this unbeatable offer. Head over to ImmersionFragrances.com right now and fill your cart with the enchanting scents of your favorite worlds. Remember, you'll get 10% off free shipping and a free mystery candle for every three to you buy that's immersionfragrances.com the fragrant journey begins here we're back with story number three ea's iron man game is being developed in unreal engine 5 Ooh, comes from ryan dinsdale at ign um ea motive has confirmed it's developing its upcoming iron man game in unreal engine 5 in a long-awaited update from the studio revealed in a blog post hold on before we even get into this Mm -hmm. ea is making an iron man game What's like, funny? You ever think about that? <laughs> What's funny is like I saw this and I was like, "Wait, they revealed it?" Because we talked about so many leaks and so many rumors and reports and stuff. So like we knew we knew they were yeah. working on Iron Man and Black Panther. Are both of them announced? <laughs> Did they talk Black about Panther's not announced. No, I think it might be. No, I'm pretty sure Black Panther I'm by EA sure is announced. What? Yeah. yeah, Black Panther EA. Not the Captain America Black Panther no. one. Hmm. No, because like I've seen people wow. who are working on Black Man, Panther tweet that they're working on Black Panther. And every time they tweet it, I'm like, are you, are you supposed to be saying that? Are you that? supposed to be saying <laughs> yeah. that? God, that's so funny. Well, revealed in a blog post, EA Motive said Unreal Engine 5 will empower the dev team to work their magic and create something really special. It joins several other games like Black Myth, Wukong, Tekken 8, and The Witcher Remake in using the engine, with Lords of the Fallen being one of the first major games to use it release. EA Motive confirmed it's now focusing on Iron Man after switching from the incredibly well-received Dead Space remake earlier this year, though the game is likely still years away as it's still very early in development. We're still early in pre-production and taking our time to make sure we set the best possible foundation for development. But already, we're finding so many opportunities to explore story, design, and gameplay with Iron Man, and it's exciting to see the fantasy start coming alive. Do you think this is going to be their breakout success? You know, I don't know. Let me take you on a walk for a sec. Take me. Take me somewhere. I was thinking a couple nights ago after I was uh, in basking in the glow of how much I love Spider-Man 2. Just being like, damn, what a time to be a gamer. Mm -hmm. Getting games like this is the third of these Spider-Man games we're playing. I love this. And I was like, man, it's just so cool that so much cool Marvel stuff's out these days. Whatever. And I was thinking back, I'm like, Guardians of the Galaxy, man. I fucking loved that game. Is it as good as Spider-Man? Sure, maybe not, whatever. I think it got such a raw deal at the end of the day, and I just loved it. And then the studios got shut down, shifted around, all this stuff, whatever. However, yeah, that all shut embrace down. Her. They got embraced. And it's sad. And I look at that, and then I hear about this, and I'm like, 
for as good as Guardians of the Galaxy was, it didn't work. It didn't hit. Guardians, Iron Man, different. But at the end of the day, are they that different? They're both incredibly popular yeah. uh, characters. You'd and like that was like a dream team scenario of that team working on a Guardians game. And for the most part, they pulled it off. And I feel like that game just did not hit at all. Yeah. It was, a, I think, a failure in terms of sales and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Which bums me the fuck out. Like, how much of that was Avengers? You know? Like, I feel like, I feel like people, people's bad taste from Square Enix and Avengers made them looking at Guardians. And at, at um, yeah. debut of the debut trailer, right? Like, everybody was like, all right, like, cool. We played Avengers. Like, this look, in the way that the Avengers video game, those characters looked like bootleg MCU Avengers. The characters in Guardians of the Galaxy looked like bootleg MCU Guardians of the Galaxy. And then you get your hand, hands on the game and you're like, Oh, actually, this is pretty okay. Like, this is pretty good. You know, a lot of people liked it. A lot of people thought it was decent, but nobody, nobody, I don't think anybody in the right mind would say that this was bad as Avengers. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd hope not. But, um, but I, I think that in the same way of what you're talking about, though, the, it's EA, and so I don't know that like they're gonna get like the the pass or like the immediate like, oh, this, it's Iron Man. This is a new shot. I think that there is the the EA baggage to it, mm -hmm. and also Iron Man. It's going to be like a little bit out of the, the Iron Man craze, you know, which might be a good sure. thing for the, the game, but it might get in the way of just like, oh, no, like I'm not feeling this right now, you know? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. It does feel like an Iron Man game being made, what, eight, 15 years too late? 15 years ago. Right. That's insane. Mm hmm. Whoa, mm -hmm. right, listen, they already had two Iron Man games for the Xbox 360. Your yes, first one, you're right. The first one, incredible masterpiece. Some people say. Some people Whoa, say. Some, some people have said that. People, I don't know who those people, people are, Sega. but some, some of them Sega. do say that. Remember that? Mm -hmm, I do. <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> oh why are you turning into Kevin? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in some ways that could maybe work to its favor, right? We're so past Iron Man now in the zeitgeist where maybe you have an opportunity to do something that doesn't feel like it's a retread of what we had before. Maybe you don't have to deal with the Marvel's Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy problem of, ah, uh, but like, you know, these guys look at, like the movie version, so this now feels generic. I think if you're EA and your motive, and I think if you're, if you're treating this right and you're making an Iron Man, don't make this Iron Man look like MCU's Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. Like, make him look like his or, very own character. You do. Or, uh, and you just go, you go all out. Do you, you get Robert R Downey Jr.? DJ, See, baby. that's how you do Okay, if you're going to do that, get Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. Either do that or no make him no way way different. No way. Yeah. No way. But make him way different if you're not going to do that. Yeah. Right? Because, like, I think... The See, that's it's so hard, right? Yeah. I, you know, here, this is very interesting, and I know we can talk about this all goddamn day, but this is what I think makes Spider-Man so special, is there's something about that cast of characters and the core of that story that can be told a bazillion different times and I think it also just has to do with real life of because of circumstances of how many times the movies had to be rebooted or how many times the show, the cartoons licenses went to different people. So we've gotten like a Disney style one versus a this style versus that style mm -hmm. of or like Fox style of what a Spider-Man can be. Spider-Man can mean so many different things to so many different people where Iron Man is Robert Downey Jr. Yes. You know, and I, I think that that kind of might not be fixable it's so tough because yeah when you think about the pop culture um like what pop culture looks at iron man to be it's it's robert downey jr it's mcu like obviously if you're a comic book fan you know the comics obviously if you 
Was there has there even been Iron Man cartoon? Well, I guess there have been like movies. Well, there, oh yeah, there was an Iron Man in part of the Fox universe back in the day. I think it was like a yeah. one season thing. But uh, but like that, it's not as popping as a Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when yeah, you think not. in pop culture, when you think about Spider Man, you could be thinking about Toby. You could be thinking about Andrew Garfield. What's going on behind me? I'm not looking. Wahoo! I'm not looking. I hate this fucking belly, dude. Uh, what you know about my what you know about my belly? Mm. No, oh, hey, God. My belly, Mario. We walked out and Mike was like, "Wow!" On the suits, they added fupas for you. <laughs> Look at that. Whoa, it's nice. That it hides my it hides my actual gut. Hey guys, we're gonna be playing some Mario after this. I don't think they have guts after like the stream. What's that? They oh, do. The Mario Brothers have well. Guts? It's just it's it's natural to assume that if two Italians are anywhere, they're a little, I mean, a little on fair. the tumpy side. Oh yeah. You know, we're not really known for our fitness. You, Mike looks kind of good. I'm not Thank gonna lie. You, you look pretty good. Here. <laughs> yeah, I can't even hate. God, I love that this is two days in a row that this show has just been uh, completely unsanctified. Yeah. And I feel like this episode has had multiple issues. I mean, this is supposed to be a serious video game news show. Yeah. And yeah. right now, Mario's behind Tim just doing some dances that should not be done on YouTube. Yeah, look, look at Luigi. Look at Luigi. I do like the Fupa. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the Fupa. Put it on the box. I do like Don't the Don't touch it. Don't touch the Fupa. Oh, uh, after this, uh, we're going to be streaming all day. They're yeah. going to be playing Mario Wonder. And it should be an absolute Jesus blast. Christ. Might hit my DM. Slash um, kind of funny games. YouTube but yeah, like I, here's games. my thing with this. It's motive. Yes. Motive, pretty good track record. Like in 2017, they worked on Star Wars Battlefront 2, right? And collab mm -hmm. with Dyson and, and Criterion, right? But like, but then they made Star Wars Squadrons yep. in 2020. Star Wars Squadrons, quality video game. Quality video game that understood the assignment yes. and had a pitch and a vision that they committed to. Yes. Love that for them. They almost understood the assignment too well. <laughs> so well that like it's kind of a niche thing but of, that's good we're making a sin that's here good and that's great like the fact that they nailed it you know that gives me faith in the skill of the studio dead space came out earlier this year and everybody loves it incredible and so like coming off of those two games you're giving that developer an iron man game i expect at the very least this, this iron man game to be quality yeah i think it is a larger task to live up to right and like you have a lot to do if you want to make this iron man game hit in a way that a spider-man hits in a way that you want a marvel's mainstream triple a success to hit but I think if you're, if you're EA if, and you're going to give this to a studio, I think Motive is the studio to look toward. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Look at this. Come on. School. This game looks fucking cool. It does, dude, I remember on. I remember first seeing this uh, back when I was at IGN and just being oh like, God. this looks dope as all hell. I played it. I played that was like that. This was my game as a kid. I loved it. Dude. That's I awesome. It. What, I, what I need EA to do is to do what PlayStation Studios and some other publishers do and have Motive walk over to Bioware and go, Hey, give us your anthem like booster tech. You mm -hmm. know, give us like give us the anthem suit tech. Yep. May, we want our Iron Man game game to feel like Anthem felt, just in terms of like flying and all that stuff. Yep. Do that. Give me sure. some cool weapons. Give me a dope story. Give me a Tony Stark that doesn't remind me of MCU Tony Stark. And then it's I think impossible, you have a hit. man. I'm telling you. It, here's the the biggest problem, and I'll, I'll shut up after I say this: mm -hmm. is that Iron Man's always been that way. But Tony, or Robert Downey Jr. just did it so well that it was one of the few but sometimes common examples of the MCU affecting the comics. It's like a self-fulfilling mm. prophecy where now the comics, that, that is, is just what who Tony Stark is. is. Yeah, that is Tony Stark. There's so like, it's, it's hard. There's storylines in the comic that like lean into the alcoholism of Tony Stark, right? Like that's yeah. part of his character. Back in the 80s. Get yeah. me out. <laughs> make the game. What was the Denzel Washington movie where it got drunk and it was flying a plane upside down? Flight? Flight. Yeah, make this like flight, but Iron Man. <laughs> awesome. 
Hell yeah. Put it on the box, everybody. Put it on the box. Story number four. Oh, real quick, I do want to say, though, the point of the story, actually, Unreal Engine 5. I'm excited about that. That's I'm excited the games are starting to use it. Uh, we first got that demo a couple years back, and it was absolutely breathtaking, right? Like seeing all those little pebbles and those rocks and those boulders and how different they oh, all look yeah. next to each other. And um, Keanu Reeves and the other thing. Exactly. The the Matrix, the Matrix demo, demo, which was yeah. like to which this was, day. Was Keanu Reeves in that, or did I make that up in my head? I mean, it was like an AI Keanu Reeves, or it was like a digital no, Keanu. Okay. It was Keanu Reeves, though. I don't think it was. Was he in it? Yeah, I know, like the other people were in. Yeah, it was oh, him shit. And Trinity. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning, they were like talking, and it oh, was, yeah. and there's millions of them. Dude, this thing is like, it, it's just so insane. I, I, I'm so sad they delisted this because, like, yeah, look Jesus. at him. <laughs> it's just wild, but like, look this, how good this shit looks. This is live action, right? At some point, it's not. Like, scroll forward just a little bit more because they like pop through, and it, like, there's like a bunch of him. Oh, the whole thing is UE5. That's insane. Yeah. That's the real. No, the whole the, the chat's saying the whole thing is UE5. No shot. <laughs> the chat believes in anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's definitely CGI. That this was is this year CGI. Version. Okay, now yeah. we're doing the younger version. Now we're doing this the is Gemini for sure Man. CGI. Gemini when he looked Man. in the mirror, that was real Keanu Reeves. Gemini Man, good. <laughs> I fucking love Gemini Man, dude. Rods, let me tell you, you watch that shit in like 120 frames per second, it's gonna change your See, life. See, that was my problem with it, is that I watched it at home on my yeah. 1080 nah, TV. Nah, you can't was like, that. oh, there's two wheels. You'll never see a motorcycle move that way, man. Tim, invite me over your house. Let me watch yeah, that movie. Yeah, no, we should fucking do it, because of course I have that Blu-ray. <laughs> of course you do. Anyway, story number four. Uh, Ubisoft establishes Montreal as Central North American Production Hub. This comes from Justin Carter at Game Developer. Ubisoft reorganizes North American studios around a single core location, Montreal, Canada. Uh, by September 2024, the French developer aims to make the city its central production hub for North America, along with the titular Montreal studio responsible for the Assassin's Creed and Far Cry games. It has subsidiaries in North Carolina, San Francisco, Halifax, Quebec, and Toronto. Toronto. Uh, in the past... Those studios would operate largely of their own volition. Red Storm created the Tom Clancy games. The San Francisco studio handled South Park, etc. A unified production location may have tangible effects on the studio's autonomy and the games each of them make going forward. Overseeing all the North American studios will be Christophe Derenis, uh, who currently manages the Montreal office. He first joined Ubisoft in 1990 and only recently became its studio manager in mid-2020. The new location will represent one of the largest video game production teams in the world, said Ubisoft. This new hub reinforces the strong ties and existing alignment between the various North American studios and strengthened the opportunities with the technological and research and development teams in the region. Uh, they also remarked that this shift will allow... I thought it said remark this shit will. <laughs> this shit will allow our teams to support one another, learn from each other, and above all, inspire each other to create the best games for our players. We'll be able to take advantage of each studio's strengths and unique capacities and expertise i hope that's not just marketing speak and i hope that is like that comes to fruition right because that is just what we're talking about when i'm talking about playstation studios and like what ea should do mm -hmm. with bioware and, and motive you know like yeah allow our teams to support one another learn from each other and above all inspire each other to create the best games for our players right we'll be able to take advantage of each studio's strength i think that's a very important thing ubisoft already like there is a when you get a ubisoft game you know it's a ubisoft game you know there is a level of i guess parity and cohesion with how their games feel, how their games look. Like even to a, to a point where I feel like a few years ago, 
the menus of a Ubisoft game, I could tell you it's a Ubisoft game based on like the tile <laughs> setup yeah. of the menus. And I always hated those tile menus, but like that's always with every with any tile menu system. But yeah, like Even Ubisoft Smash games. Brothers. Oh yeah, Smash Brothers. Sakurai, there. you're almost without fault. Yeah. But not fully. <laughs> but like Smash Brothers has such an aesthetic to it that I let it slide. Yeah. I didn't even think about Smash Brothers when I was saying that. But like you're right that yeah, like the tile-based menu system, so confusing, why so are they convoluted. Those shapes? <laughs> why are they those shapes? Like, why is it that I click into a menu that I'm I'm cer certainly like multiplayer isn't here, right? Oh no, it's all the way over here in this yeah. other menu. Smash Brothers multiplayer. Should that be on the very first page? Nah, let's dig it three clicks yeah. deep. Hey. You know what should be on the front page? It, like the museum thing that yeah, lets the museum. you demo Super Nintendo games for 30 seconds. It makes no sense. Hey, like um, there's two there's two big icons to click in Super, in Super Smash Brothers, and like one of them takes you to like classic and maybe World of Light, but no, I don't think so. Like I think there's another <laughs> one that takes you to World of Light, and there's another one that takes you to like four player Smash. It makes no sense. Um, so stop it with the tiles. But anyway, like yeah, like I think I, this sounds like a good thing, right? Ultimately, we won't really know how this pans out until it pans out, and even then. We probably won't even know how it pans out unless yeah. you're working at Ubisoft, but you know, good on them for Look, growing. It's, it sounds like there's going to be the pros and cons you'd expect for this. This sounds like the type of news story that is just like, yeah, cool. There's going to be a bit more uh, ability for synergy between teams and all that, which is great, but also it is going to take away some of the unique identity and autonomy of the different teams that have their leadership and their entire teams in different locations. So what will work out better? I don't know. I continue to hope that Ubisoft turns things around because when they make great games, they make great games. And I think that they still do make great games. I just feel like they've kind of lost what made them special to mm -hmm. the point that a Ubisoft forward, Ubisoft showcase, whatever, I'm not necessarily hoping to see anything. Yeah. It's just like, show me what you have. <laughs> show me what you got. You know? Yeah. I And they man, still got it in them. They have to still have it in them. I have like an Arthur Morgan energy to it a little bit. Not Arthur Morgan. Um, what was the name of Arthur, the guy that like Arthur Morgan would like report to you and he'd be like, just one more heist. Bruce. We're almost there. Bruce? No, I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely not Bruce, but Dutch. Yeah, Dutch. I have like a Dutch mentality to it of like, you know, oh, we're almost there. Like we're almost the Star Wars Outlaws. Like we're going to get the Assassin's Creed um, red game. Dude, I'm, and I, I know I'm, I know everybody already knows this about me. I'm excited to give the Avatar game a shot. Cause like the thing is, I know you don't like the fucking Ross clothes and you're right. But the music alone is like so good. PJ the colors in space. So, yeah, they get they their t-shirts from. But like, just hearing the Avatar music as I get to like fly around and done a little banshee. Let's mm. try it. Let, let's see where it goes. However, I, I don't think I'm gonna. Stop. Let me tell you about this game called Far Cry. Yeah, <laughs> that well, Avatar yeah. is just gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which cool. You know? Honestly, cool because Far yeah. Cry is like you know, yeah. it's a fun game. Yeah, but we'll see how that all shakes out. Story number five, though. Nintendo account will ease transition to next-gen console. This comes from Wesley Yinpool at IGN. As rumors of Nintendo's next-gen console grow ever louder, the boss of Nintendo of America has pointed to the Nintendo account as a constant during the inevitable transition. Nintendo is expected to launch its next-generation console at some point in 2024, with the Switch showing its age at six and a half years. Uh, development kits are reportedly now with partner studios. Apparently, this Switch 2 can be used in portable mode, like the original Switch, and has an LCD screen as opposed to an OLED screen in order to keep costs down and make Tim Gettys cry and want to punch a fucking wall. Uh, it also comes... In a good way, right? No. Oh, LED as opposed to OLED. Yeah. Never mind. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for that. That sucks. I, it's going to be hard for me. Uh, it also comes with a cartridge slot for slot slot for physical games. However, the crucial question. <laughs> Why is this a goddamn tongue twister? 
The crucial question of backwards compatibility with Nintendo Switch games remains unclear. Nintendo's yet to comment on the reports, but in a new interview with Inverse, uh, Doug Bowser was asked about it anyway. Quote, there have been reports that Nintendo showed off a successor to the Switch behind closed doors during Gamescom. As we have discussed, the Switch has had a long lifespan and a huge install base. How, when you consider the idea of a successor to the Switch, do you think about helping those people who are on the console transfer to the next platform while reassuring them that the content and investment in the Switch will somehow transfer to its successor? Predictably, Bowser refused to comment on the reports, but did suggest users' Nintendo account will continue from this gen to next gen well first i can't comment or i won't comment i should say on the rumors that are out there Ooh. Oh. Uh, but one thing we've done with the switch to help with that communication and transition is the format is the formation of the nintendo account in the past every device we transitioned to had a whole new account system creating the nintendo account will allow us to communicate with our players if and when we make a transition to a new platform to help ease that process or transition our goal is to minimize the dip you typically see in the last year of one in the last year of one cycle and the beginning of another. I can't speak to the possible features for a new platform, but the Nintendo account's a strong basis for having that communication as we make the transition. A few things. Yes. One, I said LED, I meant LCD in my bad chat. Two, it still is so funny to me that his name is Doug Bowser. It's just... And when we get to the, like, predictably, Bowser refused to comment on the reports. Such a funny statement. Like, wow, how are we here? It's such a Incredible. perfect storm. Absolutely Three, incredible. we up, y'all. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, I like I've been I've been doubting it in yeah. my brain, right? Like I knew it was, I knew it was probable, but I also know that there's that level of weird Nintendo decisions that make up for the thirty percent mm -hmm. that oh man, we're not gonna be able to carry forward our games to the next platform. We're not gonna be able to carry forward our account to the next platform. Like obviously, like he's not confirming, like you know, hard confirming that it, that's not the case. But this gives me so much hope, right? The fact that he's saying yes, like you know, we're we built the systems to be able to do that. Like we're this is something that. You know, you, tr you should probably expect. I love that. That yep. means I'm going to carry forward my games. We did it. We did it, man. No, I, I, I've been saying this for a while that I expected that to be the case. And I'm happy that it seems to be. It is Nintendo. At any moment, they can pull some weird shit. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the whole cloud save situation that they have is awesome. It's a dream come true, just like it is on PlayStation and Xbox. They all have their pros. They all have their cons. I think Xbox overall does it best at this point. But uh, I will say that it is nothing's cooler to me than playing on a switch at work going home logging in my account being able to just keep playing my game and everything's fine different switches it's great mm -hmm. but nothing breaks my heart more than the fact that i know that my pokemon at any moment mm -hmm. could just like all the time that i've wasted all the time i've invested however you want to use those two words because they're not synonyms uh into this pokemon world collecting these little digital fucking monsters yeah at any moment if someone steals my switch it's done yeah. it's game over they're all just gone i oh, mean Unless I pay for Pokemon Home, a subscription service that I don't fully trust. Mm -hmm. You just reminded me about the Pokemon I lost when I lost my Switch. R.I.P. They're dead now, bless. Hey, all, it's all good. Them. Why don't you trust Pokemon Home? What's going on with Pokemon Home? No, I trust it. But I mean, like, I don't know how long they're going to support it. There's always mm -hmm. weird quirks with it of like yeah. how the trans... Like, it's not fun to interface yeah. with. Like, that's, I guess, mm -hmm. the biggest problem. And it's like... Nintendo, Pokemon Company, just allow every single game to just have cloud saves. What's, what are we what's doing What's their out fear here? with it? Their fear is like hacked Pokemon and like like save like scum type hunt, bullshit. And like just like legendaries and mythicals and like bullshit oh. stuff. But it's like, yo, don't be doing that. Yeah, but also like who cares? It's a video game. I know. 
Anyways, story number six, Xbox ends its big week by taking over the Las Vegas sphere. This comes from Andy Robinson at VGC. Fuck yeah. Uh, Microsoft ran an Xbox advertisement on the new sphere venue uh, that I cannot wait to go to on Thursday, filling the city skyline with its own spherical logo. The Sphere is an 18,600-seat entertainment arena, which opened last month. Uh, the exterior features 580,000 square feet of LED displays, making for some striking visuals and building-sized advertisements on the backdrop of the city's iconic strip. The Xbox takeover was planned to coincide with TwitchCon, which is taking place in Vegas this weekend, as well as the launch of a new Xbox marketing campaign. Uh Anyways, that, that's what's happening, and I love this. I love this. Did you see this whole so thing? Much. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. So damn cool going through all the highlights of their games coming out this year and just showing off their hardware and stuff. And, man, the Sphere is awesome. See, I was, I was, I don't know why. I was a hater of the Sphere when I first saw it because I didn't understand it. <laughs> like It was when they were first building it and first revealing it. I'm like, they put a fucking $2 billion Sphere in Vegas. What a waste of money. And like weeks later, like as we've got more and more things displayed on the Sphere, and as we got like the photo of the um, first concert, was it U2? I think it was U2 that was doing the concert um, there and like seeing the inside and seeing how it looked. I'm a believer. I need to go to that Sphere. You I need that Sphere in my life. No, we need to go in there. I mean, yeah. so Darren Aronofsky made a, a movie to premiere in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like made for the sphere, a spherical movie. <laughs> it, yeah, it's insane. Oh yeah, and I, uh, I really want to go. I think Gary's going this week. Really? Yeah, because Gary's at in uh, in a Twitch TwitchCon. In, he went to TwitchCon. And he left uh, Mike and Paris behind. So, you know, it's a little retribution. Damn. For what they did to him. <sighs> Blessing, Tim. If me and you were ever ever make it to the sphere. Mm-hmm. So far away. It is. If I wanted to know what's coming to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every week, week today. I'm downing this. I'm downing this. <laughs> Cheers, <rollercoaster>. everybody. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Out today. Little game called Marvel Spider-Man 2 on PlayStation 5. And Super Mario Brothers Wonder on Switch. What a day to be alive. I know I've said it a million times, but congratulations, everybody. We are really thriving this year in video games, and I love it. What, a, what an awesome time that whether you're a PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox, PC fan, yeah, things are working out. Like the, the fact that story number six was Xbox ends its big week by taking over the Las Vegas sphere. For a second, I was like, what was Xbox's big week? Mario and Spider-Man reveal. And I was like, wait, oh, they oh, fucking yeah. got Activision. They got Activision, baby. Everybody's winning. New dates, uh, The Walking Dead Destinies launches November 17th on Xbox One, Series X, PS4, 5, Switch, and PC. Uh, deals of the day for you, Scarlet Nexus on PS5 is $5 on Amazon. Yeah, Are you familiar with, with um, Walking Dead Destinies? I don't think so. That's the game where it's a retelling of The Walking Dead AMC show, but you can choose different paths Interesting. and like change the story. Okay. And so I'm really hoping that you can like have Shane live. Yeah. Because I've, I've, I've been wanting that. Shout out my boy. I'm gonna tell you something. Let me tell, let me tell let you me something. ask you something. Let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> I love this film. So damn good. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go straight to you're wrong. Remember, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to let us know what we got wrong. Um, and Wait, we didn't people, get can you pull that trailer back up, Roger, and scroll forward because I want to see more. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we didn't get anything wrong, but um, a fun thing here from the Droctus uh, Smash Brothers menu oh, my guy UI. Right <laughs> That's my guy That's my right guy there. Shane. Uh, the Smash Brothers menu UI, I don't know if you knew this, was actually designed by Sakurai's wife. I take back Let's every word I said. 
<laughs> I apologize. But uh, no, she that that's a, an old tale of her being like a, a big fan of like graphic design and stuff. She just you know graphic design is her passion. So, <laughs> all right, hey, that's good. Yeah. Um, next week's hosts look a little something like this. We got Greg and me on Monday, Greg and Bless on Tuesday, Bless and Andy Wednesday, Bless and me on Thursday, me and Bless on Friday. Should be a pretty fun week. I expect maybe some shakeups might happen. You know what I mean? That that seems too good to be true that that week's going to shake out the way that looks. But I don't know. It's happening next week. I don't know. I'm just trying to add some spice and drama to people's Fridays. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's Fair so messy. Oh, like, it's such a it's a very standard week. You drink some mimosas. It gets all messy. We get crazy. It's we messy mimosas. mimosa Friday, everybody. Let's have go. some fucking fun. Have some wonder in your life. Have some spiders and some men too. You know what I'm talking oh. about? <laughs> also, we're gonna do our uh, Loki screencast. It's gonna be me and Andrew Goldfarb uh, oh. talking about it. Uh, episode three. Three episode three of loki so that should be a lot of fun uh that'll be on youtube.com slash kind of funny later today uh but until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you